this comes out Friday, I would have just seen the Cleveland Guardians and the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday. Yeah, first time, first time ever seeing Vladdy Jr. and Bo Bichette in person. Boy, those bats did not disappoint. Let me tell you, I bet not. Love those guys. Yeah, some runs were scored, some balls were hit, some strikeouts were had, and great time at the old ballpark, huh? Yeah, one one team lost, one team won. It's good stuff. Yeah, it was riveting. Take me out to the sports game. Take me out with the sports. Buy me some sports talk and cracker jack. I don't care if I yeah, never just like sports that. talk. Just like Fuck that. yeah. What a game. What a game indeed. That's all I could say, you know? Yeah. All right. I watched a show that I'm excited about. How about you? You ready to get this train Walking on Walking Dead? No, not that show. Oh, okay. Not excited about that anymore. Is that, still, is that in between seasons right now, or is it? Yes. It's taking its oh, second okay. break of the season. So whenever it comes back, I'll get back on it. But not today. All right, ready to get this train on the tracks? Yeah, all aboard. <whistles> nice, heard that. Yeah, sounds good. Jurassic Black Tongues Comics, the only Nightman watch along series not 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. I'm Dave. And I'm Donnie. So today we're doing more Night Talk. We're talking about Nightman episode four. We're talking about uh, Nightman versus Wolverine as well. And we're talking about Batgirls. So. Why'd you say that one like that? He sounded so hyped for both the other things. Because there's two Nightmans and then bad girls. <laughs> they're like they're like the night ladies. I mean, I mean, I guess, but I'm not excited about them. I have to apologize. I didn't realize I was a six part series because they've only had five <laughs> issues yeah. up on that website for maybe about a month and a half now. So I just assumed it was done. Well, I'm not bothered by not reading another issue. We'll get it next time in a month or so. Yeah. When we come back to it. Right. All right, but what the people really came for and want to hear up front is... Night Talk. Night Talk. Episode 4. What was the name of this episode? I forgot now. I didn't note it. Fuck. Something, something about achy or no, no, no. The shaky was the last one. Oh, fuck. Oh, it was something about uh, my heart. My heart is in uh, another man or something. Fuck. I should have wrote this down. <laughs> Rough to a good start. Uh, th- this episode wasn't as great as the last three, but still pretty good. Whoa, whoa. This is where we are uh, differing on opinions already. Oh, really? Okay. Why? Dude, this one had four different Johnny Domino sax jams. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and a, a fifth one by uh, Teddy, his understudy. This one was called I Left My Heart in San Francisco. 
Uh, okay, that's it. Yeah. Knew it was something about hearts. It did have a lot of saxophone playing. Um, like the understudy was hilarious. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? How the fuck is he playing saxophone? And then what was his name? Buddy. Teddy. Right. Oh, Teddy. I thought it was Buddy. All right. Well, oh, was it? I, I got to check. I, I, I guess Teddy. I need I don't to know. need to keep IMDb open, apparently. But um, yeah, like him playing sax. Oh, it was it's like, Buddy. That's You're right. Up. Okay, cool. But I mean, he shouldn't have played saxophone with Johnny Domino. Like well, he didn't play with him. He played. He played during his break. He played in the same. He's one building. of those cool jazz musicians. He probably had to go out to take a quick smoke. Oh, that's going to be uh, assumed. It's going to be hazardous to his health. It'll be his last cigarette. That's for sure. Because <laughs> so I'm going to kill him and take his heart out and put it in you. I dude, This was the best storyline so far, too. Really? Okay. As much as I love Jubilee <laughs> Jones, they tried to fucking face off a guy. They tried to recreate the Nick Cage, John Travolta movie face off with some random like cartel leader guy. Yeah, this old man. This was Colombian fucking awesome. Guy. Like, I couldn't understand the the whole thing. So they want to. So, so they bring this cartel guy into this doctor party or whatever. I mean, I guess it always has to be a fancy party because that's how you get Johnny Domino in the mix playing sax, blowing yeah, sax and shit. He's not blowing sax at some like shitty kid's birthday party, man. Yeah, it's always got to be somewhere like black tie event, rich guys doing shit. It's like that. That's where all the crimes happen in Johnny Domino's world. But like this plan is just like. So this old man is he needs to get a uh, plastic surgery and then he needs a heart transplant from Johnny Domino or his father because their blood types match and they're the only ones in the building who could match this uh, cartel leader and then get on a plane and go back to Colombia. It's just so much to do like this. This is a really difficult plan. I'd be I just be I just fuck it. It's too much, too much work. I quit. And the cops they bribed only created a small window for them to be in the U.S. Yeah. So that's why they had to immediately fly out mid-surgery. Yeah, I guess. And they just so happened to find these two doctor brothers who uh, the younger brother was having some big fancy party celebrating something he had done. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. And he happens to be the best heart surgeon in the building. And his older brother happens to be the, or no, no, the older brother happens to be the best heart doc surgeon in the building. While he happens to be the best uh, plastic surgery face doctor. So convenient. It's, it is. That's nice. Rich family. Yeah, they're they're having this party in like the first, one of the first scenes with Johnny was um, this little girl like watching Johnny play. And just giving him the fuck eyes. She, like crazy. she is swooning so hard over she is. Johnny Domino. Little 13-year-old Annette. Who can blame her? But she, she... <laughs> like, Johnny Domino asks her like when she's going to turn 18. She's like, oh, in about five years. And Johnny's like, yeah, you can come see me at the House of Soul then. And I'll fuck you for sure. Yeah, Johnny I know. I Domino. love how he's planting the seed. Yeah. <laughs> Real Doesn't Dennis do Not that all heroes well? wear capes. Yeah. Dennis does that too. In the in it's always sunny. I love that. He was Dennis before Dennis. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. He's like, yeah, totally. When you're 18, five years, all right. Come He's find me. It. Come find me. <laughs> Come to the club. 
So, like, he, he plays one song, then while she's trying to eye-fuck him, and then immediately after that song, he's like, oh, I've got to run across town. And he goes because it's his dad's fucking birthday. It's Papa Domino's B-Day. So he goes and he plays a sax solo for his father as a gift. And then he's like, well, happy birthday, Pops. Bye. And he has to run back to the concert. <laughs> so weird. Leaving his father all alone in a bar with the one cop friend. <laughs> yeah, I like how he has to drive all the way out and then all the way back to the party. So then the when he gets back, the security is like, oh, no, you can't come in. He's like, no, I'm the, I'm the help. And then he shows them the sax case. And then he just like pushes a button in his trunk with like a secret compartment with an identical case with all his Nightman shit in it. Yeah, he has that's this, smart. He has the Nightman all James bonded up in his car. It's awesome. Yeah, he's he's really set up now. He's he's established. What else? We oh yeah, the bad guys are foreign once again. It's always just a different foreign group. It's this week it's guys. Colombians. Yeah, Colombians this week are the bad guys. Um, so yeah, then he's like fucking around in the building and like, um, they're, the bad guys are like taking people hostage and shit. And like Johnny had hidden his, um, nightman shit in top on top of the, uh, the hatch on top of an elevator. Then he put all this shit up there and then he ends up back in the elevator, like trying to run away from the bad guys. And he's like talking to, um, the other guy, Raleigh. Holy. Yeah. And he's uh, he's talking to him on the walkie talkie and it's like, all right, Johnny, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to suit up. But he's like talking to him for a while and he's acting like plan B was to suit up, which I feel like it's just be plan A. Like you're in the elevator and got like shot at. Why would you? Yeah, not just but if, if Raleigh could have stopped the elevator from going all the way down to the basement where they're waiting to murder you, yeah. that would have been plan A. Let you out nicely on like the third floor. So you like can we need the run around up. some more, I guess. I guess, yeah. It yeah, wasn't a great plan. Yeah, the, the the logistics of everything in this episode is very confusing. No one's plan in this episode was really great. Because, like, no. <laughs> the, the cartel leader, he's, his plan is to have Mr. Cruz kidnap a doctor at the doctor's own black tie gala. But that there's no fucking scenario in the world where that doctor isn't going to be shit-faced as fuck while performing this, like, face-off surgery for him. So, I mean, like, that was a terrible, terribly yeah, planned true. plan as well. Yeah, everybody was uh didn't think these things through. Johnny also keeps having uh Raleigh turn the lights out, like, kill kill the lights. Like, he's the guy in the chair or whatever. He's like, kill, <laughs> he kill, kill the lights. Brownout. Yeah, have a brownout. Um, but, th- so does he need to have it dark? Is he... Is it like too bright for him if the lights are on? Because I feel like he doesn't need to. He's already like sneaking up on the guys. I don't think you need to turn off the lights also. Right. Oh, I mean, he's not wearing sunglasses, so maybe it is too bright. Maybe we're finally introducing that weakness to him. I think Johnny's powers need to be like clearly defined a little bit. Like in this, does he have the eyesight problem? And um, I was I was, I was looking everywhere this week for Nightman stuff. And I, I listened to. I listened to one podcast where they're talking about the first episode and they mentioned something about how like the lightning strike thing makes him unable to sleep. And I completely missed that. So he's like, I can't sleep. I guess I better fight crime. And that's part of the reason why he does it. I totally missed. No, that's from the comic where he couldn't sleep. I don't remember that that being on the pilot episode though. All right. Maybe they're just big fans and read the remembering the comic. 
there's really not enough content about the Nightman out there. There really needs to be more. I'm glad we're doing this. We're really doing the Lord's work here. We, we are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, during this episode, Johnny murders either six or seven people, depending on how you define murder. So like he, he has five guys that he, that were in the elevator and they're like going way up high and he like uses his laser to like break the um, cable holding the elevator up. And then he says like going down and then they like horrifically just plummet to their death. They're like screaming and they like hopeless, like hope has left the room. Yeah, like you can I, see the whole thing. It was awesome. I prefer the other one though, where uh, two of, oh yeah, two of the, <laughs> the bad snacks. guys come up to the roof because they figure out that's where uh, Nightman is, and he's using the hologram sax playing. <laughs> <laughs> he's using a hologram of himself blowing sax, and the one guy like makes a, a running like leap to try to tackle him, and it turns out it's just the hologram projector. So he just like fucking. <laughs> eats himself over the fucking roof of this like hundred story fucking building down to his fucking death. That was I like the that one best one ever. That was great. He's like weaponizing his sacks now. It's amazing. That I one even trumps the uh the melting gun. I think it did. That one was my favorite because it's like it combines vanity and like just murder. It's great. It's a perfect crime, really. So yeah, that was the other one. So that's six people he murdered. Um, then, he didn't murder the other guy though. Like he, he had this guy like, you know, flying around holding him way up high and he's like, tell me where they are and shit. And then he, he said something about him being roadkill and I thought he was just going to like slam him down into the street, but he ended up just hanging him there and hooking him on there. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, who knows how many stories up they are it's a san francisco building yeah it's got to be fairly windy but he tells them as long as you don't move you're fine you won't fall and the cops right. did mention that they they got that guy yeah, they down. found him they found they him, did so get him he didn't die that guy survived the ordeal he also picked up Cruz at one point flew him up a little bit and he threw him onto one of the other uh uh terrorists that were working for him yeah like he didn't that wouldn't kill him but it would have 1,000% just shattered both of his fucking ankles because the way he fell onto like his feet. Yeah, true. So he, Probably he does horribly, horribly crippled this man. I mean, nothing worse than Batman would do. Well, I don't know. Batman murders the shit out of everyone, too. But yeah, then the other one, this is the iffy one. So the the he catches up to the old man, the cartel guy who just had a, uh, his face-off surgery. And... <laughs> He's like, he's just like, all right, it's judgment day. And he just stares at the guy until he has a heart attack. Does does that count as murder? Or is that like, no, that guy killed that guy's heart killed himself. That's okay, on him. So that, okay. I was wondering if I should count that to the body count of Johnny Domino, but maybe not. <laughs> that guy was referring to Nightman as the demon with one red eye. Yeah, that's what he is. I, th- I do feel like Johnny I think enjoyed he's more an angel than a demon. Well, true. But Johnny did certainly enjoy watching the life drain out of that old man's eyes. Like, he, yeah, he stayed there to make sure that guy was fucking dead. Yeah. He stared him down, like looked him straight in the eye until the life was totally gone. Extinguished. Cracked a smile. Like he was stone cold about it. He was. Yeah. He really enjoyed it a he lot. He got like he seemed to get the same pleasure out of watching that old man die as he did from watching those uh, guys melt 
when he was oh, just yeah. going around blasting the shit out of everyone with the melting gun. Yeah, that was awesome. Johnny Domino's got a dark side to him, man. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, that was clear. Episode two, and he's just melting dudes and going like, whoa, lol, I didn't know that gun was going to do that. I like one of the uh, early scenes here when they uh, when he's first on the roof. There, it's before like Roland or Raleigh can uh, turn out the lights for him. There's one guy who's just standing there, like watching over the helicopter that they're gonna make their escape on, and he lights up a cigar. And Johnny sneaks up behind him, and he just like punches him as hard as he can right in the face, and perfectly knocks him out. But the actor, like. He laid there, like, acting unconscious, but held onto that cigar perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I got a great kick out of that. (laughs) Oh, what a great show. I do love this show. I like when uh, when Cruz and them are, like, trying to plan the final escape after they capture uh, Frank Domingo, a.k.a. Papa Domino. They're going to use his heart because they can't get to Johnny's heart. So, like, Cruz asked the, like, one guy on his team, he's like, hey, how long is this going to take until we're all ready? He goes, four minutes. He goes, okay. He sets the bomb timer for 4.01 without giving themselves <laughs> any fucking wiggle room yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> he takes this guy 100% at his word. Like, <laughs> it's fucking cutting it way too close. I yeah. love that. So it'll explode one second after we exit the building. <laughs> that's awesome that's really awesome it's like the terrorists on 9-11 there's like a guy on the inside it's like all right what time are you guys gonna be here it's like nine o'clock it's like all right i'll i'll be out at 8 59 just the (laughs) building just falls on you (laughs) that's good stuff man i like that is um is his red eye now also has the power of being a laser pointer and he uses oh, that yeah. on the one guy who's driving the one getaway truck to just blind him and cause him to crash. Those yeah. two probably died from that. Yeah, that's true. I was wondering if those guys died from it, but um, I w- it's just inconclusive. I couldn't decide. I thought he was going to use that laser eye to just melt their eyes out or something. Yeah, I thought it was like, going to really be Superman-like. Yeah. But no, he just like... But so it's just an annoying them. cat toy. Yeah, he probably play. I wonder if he has a cat and he just like does that all day. I would hope. Yeah, it'd be adorable. <laughs> Laser pointer. He's like doing presentations at House <laughs> of Soul, like projections, powerpoints. <laughs> yeah, you'll see here that. Uh... I can't believe you weren't as high on this episode as I was. Like all of that, all of this diehard nonsense that we just got through. <laughs> And then on top of it, we get four different Johnny Domino performances. That's true. Like this was I mean, this was the peak of this show. I feel so far. Really? Wow. I, I thought. I don't know. I mean, man. Jubilee, Jubilee Jones set a very high bar for me, but this this episode just fucking trumped it. You know, I I um I read a lot about. I read as much as I could about the Nightman. Um, just I'm I'm really fascinated by the show. So, uh, there's another guest appearance that. Uh, that I spoiled for myself that we'll have in the future. I mean, do you want me to spoil it for you or do you, I'll, I'll save it if you want to be surprised. Save it. All right. I'll save it. Can you do some good stuff? Well, I can't tell you that Jesus. Did I guess right though? Yeah, that's him. Fucking (laughs) awesome. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh, but it's, it's like the show's so, so good. Oh, they, they also ended with the, with the 
Johnny blowing sax at the very end, as as I've come to expect. But this time he's not doing a duet, so he's like, "There's no fucking way Buddy's getting up there and doing a duet with him." I thought for sure Buddy was going to be blowing sax with Johnny, but he he doesn't share the stage with another sax player. Fuck no, Buddy Only is one. Buddy is the him. nephew of uh, Penny, the the program director at the radio station. So Johnny uh, was just doing her a solid by letting that shitty kid like learn from the best. And then just cover him for a smoke break. Yeah, play play for these um doctor assholes. Not playing at House of Soul. I mean, I didn't hate this episode. I just it just wasn't as strong for me as the last three. Even still. I mean, I I want I want more like I want more spiders and I want more uh like earthquake nonsense and shit. There's not enough nonsense. Did, did you read anywhere that we get any kind of a like an update on the uh, the killing spider. Like, does that thing ever reappear that you read? No, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm just trying to figure out if they ever come back to any of this shit. I, I just want to know more what happens. Like, what did you do with that woman's body? What is the deal with that spider? Who it. sent that spider? You still had the melting cone. I know, but I just want to see it. I want to see him do that. <laughs> and how cool his girlfriend was with him having a dead girl in his apartment. She was so cool with it. it she was, just was so not funny. remotely worried whatsoever. <laughs> Did not phase her. This must have been a normal thing when they were dating. It just has like dead bodies in the in the walls and just hiding them there. He's <laughs> <laughs> like um, John Wayne Gacy, just like keeping people buried under his house and in his walls and shit. I I want to see more of that. I want to see more of the mutilation. And uh, I want to I want to see the dark stuff. Really want to get into it. This is WGN, not like fucking yeah. Showtime. But it's just that spider, like did that spider malfunction, or did was that spider set to like bite Johnny or to bite the woman? It would, who? I need to see people like actually putting the spider on the box on the floor, and I need more of that. I hope they get back to it. But can anyone really control an animatronic spider weapon? Uh, that's what I want to know. I can't answer that based on the information that I have. But I mean, still, greatest show ever. I'm, I love this show. It's very funny. Way better than uh, Moon Knight. Which I caught up on, actually. Will you throw up those last two episodes on Dropbox? Yeah, I downloaded... I did you watch the fourth one? I watched four, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just downloaded five now, and then it'll yeah, I'll download yeah, I'll get the other one. But yeah, I caught up to like episode five, and like there wasn't really any there there wasn't any Moon Knight in it, and it's kind of getting like I don't know how they're gonna wrap it up in one more episode. It's like there's there's too much to do, like there's too much nonsense you have to do yet. How the fuck? Are you going to finish this in one season, in one more episode? But I guess we'll find out. All right. Anyway, anything else about uh, Nightman? I loved every single second of this episode. Yeah. I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I still love this episode. All right. Anyway, speaking of Men of the Night, uh, Batman's friends were also in the night. Wait, that... <laughs> I wanted to subvert expectations. Batgirls. 
I thought that was a really shitty transition for transitioning into Nightman Wolverine. So I'm glad you didn't jump to that one after that I mean, transition. Everyone expected me to jump into that, but no. It's all about Batgirls now, which I did not enjoy any bit of. And it, it took me like four or five tries to like get started on this book. And I just couldn't get into it at all. And I just ended up kind of scrolling through most of it. It's just like the I, so they're trying to do like a Spider Verse thing. Is that what they're trying to do? But like no. with Batgirls, no. As far as art style and presentation, they even had spray paint guys in their like like goofy art style. Spider Verse is all Spider Men's from different universes come together. No, I this get it. This is all of the Earth One former Batgirls coming together. No, yeah, I get it. I I mean, as far as art style, it looks like Spider-Verse. As being extremely generous to whoever the artist on this book was. That's, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's trying to be Spider-Verse, but it's not nearly on that level. Yeah, but anyway, I didn't like it. And I caught that somebody has daddy issues, so that's funny. And um, they told me, it's like too much fourth wall breaking where they're like, the narration is like, oh yeah, go back and read issue two. It's like, no, I'm not going to read issue two. Fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. What did you think about this? I mean, it was a lot shittier than I expected, but I didn't expect very much out of it, to be honest. Yeah. But somehow it even disappointed me. Mm. I mean, I don't know when they started doing this, where they've got the three Batgirls on one team. And it seems like they've completely forgotten the, that uh, Stephanie used to be the spoiler and that Cassie used to be called Orphan. So for whatever reason, they just completely forgot about and ignore the fact that they've already got their own code names. Like, issue two opens up with uh, Barbara Gordon on the walkie-talkie and she's tried to talk and communicate with each of them individually, but she just keeps saying that they need new code names because it's all backroll to backroll to backroll to backroll. It's all confusing and it's really difficult for a walkie-talkie chatter. I don't understand why the fuck she isn't saying Oracle to spoiler or Oracle to orphan. You've all already got your own individual nicknames. Why the yeah. fuck are you all referring to each other as Batgirl throughout this thing? That's just fucking confusing and stupid. Because they're quirky and funny. And is they're that all teenagers. Any, was that supposed to be funny? Yeah, it was hilarious. I'm also confused on what's, what Barbara Gordon's physical condition situation is throughout this. Because, like... Yeah, right. There's one point in time where she had to sit down and use her wheelchair for a day. But there's other parts of time where she's walking with, like, one... uh uh what what's the thing uh crutch yeah like the walking crutch for her and then there are other times throughout this where she's completely physically fine and she's actually out as Batgirl as well and like fighting crime and shit like it yeah, was she's doing all the uh, super acrobatics weird. and shit yeah yeah it was weird isn't she supposed to be significantly older than she looks as well i thought she was supposed to be like middle-aged but she looks like she's no, 19 she's probably like just on the cusp of 30. Okay. Well, she certainly looks 19 in this book. How old are the other two? Are they like, are they 
young teenagers? Are they like 14, 15? What, what's the deal with them? I have no idea in this book specifically. Like Cassie, or not Cassie, Stephanie is Tim Drake's old girlfriend, and she and him were both right about to be like college freshmen or college sophomores, so they're like 18, 19-ish. So they, they can get into House of Soul. Cassie well. would be a minor, the only minor, I think. So how many years until she could get into House of Soul? I, uh, probably three or four would be my guess. Okay, got it. Johnny can't fuck her yet. <laughs> Johnny has to wait three or four years to fuck. Uh, whatever the third one. He'll sign is. her eight by ten and like <laughs> wink at her while he's blowing sacks. Plant those seeds, Johnny Domino. He's grooming children. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I love Johnny Domino way more than these Batgirls. This underage Batgirl deserves it. I mean, Cassandra used to be a fucking assassin, though. She's Talia Ghoul's daughter. She'll fucking murder him. Not Johnny. Don't she murder anyone. Is? No, She's not the most badass of the Batgirls. Johnny Domino, though. You, you think she could take Johnny Domino, the Nightman? She could take Johnny Domino. She could not stand a chance against the Nightman, though. If he's just a house of soul blowing sacks, she'll fucking kill him mid solo. He's just going to like blow sacks next to the edge of the building and she's just going to fall plummet down to her death. It'll just like place sacks yeah. next to a, yeah, place blow sacks next to the snake pit and then just she'll fall into that. It'll be fine. Now, going back to that episode, there was a, uh, it might have been the second song after he was back at the party. Yeah. There was one guy in the band who was like the lead guitarist and for just a split second, cause he had a shirt on that was also sleeveless. I was like, uh, Oh wait, is Johnny Domino branching out musically? And is he playing guitar on this one? And then like it instantly pans over to Johnny on the sax right fucking next to the other guy. It's like, <laughs> Oh, holy shit. Okay. That almost blew my mind. Yeah. I feel like we're not going to catch Johnny Domino playing another instrument. No, I think it's sax no. only. I'd be really disappointed if we saw him that playing would, guitar. Yeah, that, that would, would really lower my it. opinion of the man if he started playing anything else. If he ever plays the guitar, we're dropping this whole bit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's the deal breaker. Yeah. You can groom children all you want, but right. you play guitar, I'm out. Groom children, murder people, probably bang dead women in your apartment. I don't give a shit. Don't you dare play guitar. Sax only. Uh, they keep shouting out All-Star by Smash Mouth, because for some reason, that's the single that is stuck in this fucking car they steal. Wow. And that they keep having to mention how annoying of a song it is, and then the writer has to keep interjecting how much she fucking loves that song. Yeah, I love that. That when was cool. do that. So funny. So quirky. This guy who used to fuck Barbara Gordon named Charles Dante, he turns out to be this villain called the Spellbinder, who does have a cool-looking, like, Taurus-horned costume. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, that is fun. Arkham Asylum, at some point in time, has been closed down and replaced by something called the Tower. Good stuff. Um, they're trying to find out about this guy called Tudor, and... His last name is Klein. For some reason, Stephanie 
is searching through the C files, which I've never seen the last name Klein spelled with a C. No, is I that either. is that a common thing? Like I don't, I don't understand so. why anyone would have guessed that. Are they yeah, just never... trying to like portray her as like a fucking idiot? Maybe. Oh. That makes sense to me. Uh, Cass had a giant bag that said reading is fundamental. I really oh, yeah. enjoyed that. That is a good... one of my favorite sayings. Yeah. That was all I had for this. This was like a, a three quarters of a one. Like <laughs> it was pretty yeah. shitty. And that's only yeah, because I didn't not... read the exciting conclusion yet. Probably the end would probably bring it all together and it'd be better. Yeah, wrap it up nicely. Yeah. Let's hear some reviews then. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! Alright, so there are two reviews for issue one on Amazon, both five stars. So, I don't understand that. But anyway, the first one is, Strikes the perfect tone. Batgirls kicks off with a perfect mix of laughter and drama as we're reintroduced to Babs, now watching out for her own Bat family. The small details bring it home, from the mug to the bookshelves. The the most basic details about, like, showing, like, women like to read and drink coffee. (laughs) She had a mug that said, (laughs) world's best dad. Oh, great. So, okay, so the, the three most basic details... So much to catch and reread. I, I will not be rereading. I mean, spoilers. Dad is the sportsmaster who's a villain, super villain. So I, I would, she would have daddy issues. And then orphan, I have no fucking clue who her dad was. Had to be some great assassin character, I would imagine. I don't think Lady she was fucking like regular dudes ever. So I, I could see why maybe she would also have them, but. Barbara Gordon's dad is Jim fucking Gordon, who's like the the number one Boy Scout character besides Superman in the DC universe. So I don't see how she could have daddy issues. And that's at some point in time they like turn Jim Gordon. Oh, maybe this is in the same universe as like that, that Batman who laughs bullshit when like Jim Gordon got infected by whatever that shit was. And maybe he's a bad guy now. Yeah, maybe. All right. And then one more. Five stars. Super fun. Super fun read. Love the style of the animation and the pace of the story. Can't wait to read what's next. So I guess that's probably you, right? You want to see the conclusion? That's definitely me. Super fun. So fun. So quirky. Everyone will love it. All right. So that's Batgirls. We mentioned Nightman during this. So, Nightman versus Wolverine. What do you think of this? 10 out of 10, of course. My all-time favorite character. And the Nightman. And the Nightman makes a cameo, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, this was fine. It was short enough, though. It's insanely quick. Yeah, I like that part. I like that Loki is involved in... uh, Loki is really a hero so, so, now because he's responsible for bringing the Nightman into that universe. So like, so, you, you should really thank, thank Christ that we have Loki. It's very similar to like the, the Nightman origin story where they keep telling you you have to go and read other shittier characters' yeah. books. Like, so at some point in time, 
Nightman had a fight with Loki and like I'm assuming it's his own witch character, uh Ryanan yeah. in a different series called God Wheel, which is the whole setup for this book here. So you can read the backstory for why the fuck he's meeting Wolverine in that God Wheel series, but we didn't know that and we didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So the other thing too is they have um Nightman. They mentioned that Nightman used the Infinity Stones to make many Nightmen. I think we got to read that one too. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to like circle back. I want to see Nightman and Loki have it out and then get some Infinity Stones. He gets transported to a world where Papa Domino doesn't even exist, and he's not the head of the Playland security team in this weird alternate universe. I don't like this universe at all. Yeah, I'm disappointed that Papa Domino didn't make it over. Like, where's he going to go late at night to just let off the steam by just fucking wailing on some saxophone, you know? I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, he meets Wolverine in this uh, murder world. Then Wolverine just starts trying to fight him. What an asshole. He doesn't even, like, say, hey, this guy looks cool. He's obviously a good guy. Look at him. Look at that hair. Look at those muscles. Look at that cape. Yeah, fuck yeah. But yeah, Johnny, you know, he's taken Wolverine. I think he would have won if they kept, if they would have kept going. But, I mean... Wolverine realizes that Nightman is way too tough of a fighter to possibly be lying to him when he says he's never heard of Wolverine, and that's how he realizes he's got to be a good guy as opposed to a bad guy. So, I mean, yeah, that expert deduction skill there of Wolverine. That sounds like something Johnny Domino would do, (laughs) which is like, it's unexpected to have Wolverine do that. Because Johnny would be like, wait, you haven't heard of me. What? You must be telling the truth. Uh, Wolverine also calls um, Johnny or uh, Nightman Round Eye, which is um, weird. So I guess like because Wolverine's not Asian. But he did train like he was in Japan in that one time in that movie. Yeah, he has a lot of ties there. Yeah. He must have learned that in Japan. That's actually the last note I had. Like this kind of just went by Nightman and Wolverine escape murder world. And arcade is just like, ah, dang it. And then that's like the end of it. All right. So here's my notes then. Okay. Um, at one point in time, like Wolverine is leading Nightman through the murder world maze. And he says, Hey, follow me. And he goes, I'll follow you. Like night follows the day. That's a really fucking solid catchphrase for Nightman to start using, I thought. Yeah, it's pretty good. I was a good. big fan of that one. Uh, <laughs> they, they bond over the fact that they both have a Canada in their world, and they talk about <laughs> how it's the greatest country in the world. That's cool. That's, yeah. It's accurate. Bonding. Uh, Wolverine offers to... So at the very end here, Wolverine is starting to go into a berserker, berserker fury. But Nightman has to like calm him down. And I'm so fucking disappointed that he didn't calm him down by playing saxophone for him. Instead, mm. he just like he Missed just like talks him through the fucking maze and like tells him to jump and he catches him at the end. 
he doesn't waltz below sacks in this entire thing, which was a huge disappointment. Yeah, that's true. I, I I am disappointed about that. He should have been playing a duet with Wolverine somehow. Wolverine can play some kind of instrument or sing or something. Uh, for some reason at this point in time, it was one of those eras where Wolverine had the bone claws as opposed to the adamantium. Yeah. That was yeah, that kind was... of weird to see. It was, yeah. Um, at the very, so, (laughs) so this has the most like non-happy ending, inconclusive ending ever. (laughs) So the two of them just walk out the hatch that led them into murder world. It shows arcade watching him on the camera and he just like shrugs his shoulders and just makes it sound like, oh, foof, like, oh, fooey. And then Wolverine offers to hook up Nightman with one of the billions of super teams on the six in the six one six. And Nightman responds, hey, if I didn't join the strangers back home, I can't possibly join a team here. I've still got to find my father and I've still got to find, I forget what this girl's name is. I'm assuming it's like a girlfriend character he was dating at the time. And Wolverine just like says, well, okay, bub. And that's the ending of it. Like, (laughs) Wolverine doesn't offer to like introduce him to one of the 10,000 different like fucking wizard or sorceress characters that he has teamed up with in the past or that no magic that could possibly help him out it just ends right then and there with wolverine saying okay bub fade out to like the end written next like there's no good luck with that like happy ending or like hey or there's not even like a a, like like to be continued kind of thing to see if the nightmare can make it home that's just the fucking ending of this thing uh, at the very, very end of this, it did have there these three different pull-out posts, pulse, fucking hell, pull-out posters in the very back of the comic. Um, they were all great, and there was a third, the last one had like a picture of Wolverine standing tall over a dead Nightman with a giant gash in his fucking chest from where Wolverine just fucking clawed him to death. Yeah, I thought that was the was most weird. brutal looking one I ever seems a little like out of place. The, Cause like all the other ones are like evenly matched and just like kind of having like stare offs. But this last one is just Wolverine murdered him. And that's how you, that's how it ended. Maybe that's actually I, how the story ended. I call it bullshit Wolverine on just that one. His mind. Yeah. I mean, it is bullshit. Should have been the other way around. Yeah. Nightman can't be defeated. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Nightman was in it. I like that. Arcade. I haven't seen him in forever either. Or Murder World. Yeah, they don't really use utilize that very much these days, do they? No. All right. Yep. Wolverine and Nightman. So that ties me into my book for next week. All right. Uh, while I was searching on the website for this book, there was another one that popped up. Another Malibu Marvel crossover. Nightman oh. slash Gambit. I almost brought that one in today as well, but changed I changed my mind. I thought there yeah. was like a 50-50 chance you were going to. <laughs> almost. Almost. But cool. Good pick. Um, now I'm going to pick, uh, what was it? Marvel versus Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds. There's a comic that came out about that. That was a good game. But let's read that. Wait, that's the good one. What's the terrible one that was on uh, PS4 and Marvel Xbox versus one? Marvel versus Capcom Infinite? Oh yeah, that one's fucking terrible. That one sucks ass. But no, this is the good one. 
All right. And then obviously more Nightman. Episode five. Episode five. I can't wait for that. That's really the true reason we're going to come That's back next week. Yeah. Yeah. So join us that next week for that. Still of the night. Exciting. Exciting stuff. Very. Yeah. So join us next week for that. And in the meantime, follow me on the internet at Johnny-O. I'm at Deestu the God. Follow us at Giraffes HPT Pod on Facebook and Twitter, SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Mir for the music, and Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. See you next week. Bye. Horizon, whatever the second one is. West. Forbidden West. Yeah. There's like a cliffhanger ending. It's bullshit. And they're like setting up the next game. So I guess the next game's uh, big bad guy is going to be Nemesis. What? Is what they're saying, which is cool. From Resident Evil? Or is there a Nemesis <laughs> character in these? They're just, it's like some uh, like collective consciousness and it's uh, it's called Nemesis. It's like hurtling through space or something. It's not really a physical thing, but it just makes me think of, ne- of Nemesis from Resident Evil. I hope it is. Hope they reference it. Can't call things Nemesis anymore. I just think of that game. Yeah, why would you set yourself up for that disappointment for all your fans? I know. I want to see more Nemesis. Oh, and I saw um, on... The PlayStation Store, there is a PS5 version of Dead by Daylight, so you'll be happy to know. I don't think I didn't know that, though. Like, Oh, you were wondering if you could if it upgraded, and I confirmed. I don't know if it's free, but you can. I'm not going to repurchase all that shit for that game. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> but it's on PS5. Yeah, but I have it on PS4, so I'm good. No, all right. I ended up um, renting Elden Ring that just got here today. Nice. I'm probably going to hate it. Yeah, I hear some weird things about that game. It's too hard. Sounds like a huge pain in the ass. They're like, oh, you can't pause. So, like, this is uh, better because blah, blah, blah. If you use magic spells, you're a noob. I'm going to use the fuck out of magic spells. I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm going to like look up what people frown upon and just do all of that. Seems like that's a fun way to play. Why would anyone care though? It's just you I don't know. by yourself, isn't it? It's not an online one, is it? No, I maybe it is. There might be some sort of online element, but I don't have PlayStation Plus anyway. So it doesn't matter to me. Unless we'll see. I don't know. For your Twitch community. Maybe I should, yeah. I've never played any of those like, Dark Souls games or anything. Hopefully they have a story mode. I mean, isn't that all it is? Story mode? Well, I mean, difficulty. Story difficulty. Where, like, you just win.
You just whack robots three times and then you win. I don't understand. So like Horizon, I was annoyed by how long all of the robot fights were taking. So I just moved it to story difficulty. And then it's just like I hit them like I hit the robots like three times and then I win. And everyone's like, wow, that was such a tough battle. Why do they call it story difficulty instead of easy? It's easier than easy. It's for if you just want to look at the story. And you don't care about combat at all. Which it turns out I didn't in the end. Like halfway through. Oh. Well, hey, you finally made it through a Horizon game. I did. I'm glad nothing catastrophic happened. This time. I was I was afraid to start playing it. The last time I started, there was a the pandemic started. And then... The first time I stopped, I can't remember why they stopped the first time. I think it just, it just wasn't, it was because of uh, Breath of the Wild, that Zelda game. It just did open worlds a lot better than this one did, and it was hard to go back at that time. I got bored of the game, I think, and just sent it back. Yeah. Yep. But unlike you, I had no burning desire to finish it or see it through. Like, I like the stupid sci-fi story that they're, the underlying dumb sci-fi stuff. But, like, Robot Dinosaur sounds cool as a hook, but it's, like, kind of not that cool once you go through it. They all just kind of look the same. So it's not a big, it's not a big deal. Can't tell it, I can't tell them apart. What kind of dinosaur is this one supposed to be compared to that one? It's, can't, can't tell. It's all a mess of robot shit. Hmm. Yeah. Well, shoot. 